and it's Amanda, and we're Basically Basic. You guys, today we are so honored and excited because one of my favorite humans on this earth is sitting across from us right now. She is somebody I look up to as a woman of faith, as a sister, as a pastor, and as a friend, and her story I honestly think is going to bless you guys so much and just blow your minds. So we're just going to start this right out the gate today, and we're going to welcome our dear friend, Miss Giovanna Charrington. Welcome! Hey. I'm so excited to have you on because I don't, you know, normally like before when we, have, when we have people on, I'll know like some part of their story, but I really don't know a ton of yours, so I feel like for listeners listening, I'm also one of the listeners yeah. today. Well, like, Amanda asked me last night, she was like, can you tell me like, you know, obviously to be kind of prepared for today, and I kind of was like, no. Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like no, I, I know your story so well, and I love that I've gotten to walk with it in like really some intimate parts of your story as a prayer partner and friend but I think that our listeners are going to be relating with you Amanda of just asking like the raw questions of Mm -hmm. like how did you do this how did you walk through this and so I kind of wanted your perspective of somebody who Who didn't didn't know know. everything yeah so it's going to be really excited so yesterday I was hanging out with Javanna and I was telling her about our podcast and really excited for her to come on because we've been wanting you to come on for a while now but (laughs) as you will hear when she shares her story she's been a little bit busy the past year so the timing worked out but I told her I was like there's a couple key parts of our podcast um we talk about Jesus we talk about girly things and then the first thing we do is we share what we're drinking from Starbucks and so I told her text me your order because you're gonna get coffee so Javanna why don't you start with telling us what are you drinking from Starbucks today? Well, today, and actually always, because I am pretty basic. You are basic. You I am. <laughs> I kind of am, like, just a simple girl, right? Um, it's a tall white mocha mm. with light whip. Yes. You know, Ooh. you try You got to get the light whip because that makes it feel a little less know, sugary, like, you know? Can you taste the difference? Like, when they, because I always, when I laugh and when I say things like, can I have light this? I'm like, do they just do the same every time? Just no, like I bet us. I bet it's like okay. Well, this is a dumb question, but I'm just gonna be vulnerable and ask it. Is there it. such a thing as like is it different? Is light whip different than heavy whip? Like, have, well, you're thinking heavy whipping cream. Yeah, you're, so oh, you're thinking whip. I'm you're just saying like whip less. Cream. It's whipped cream altogether, but oh. it's just less of it. I was okay, like, okay, okay. Amanda, light is the opposite of heavy. Actually, <laughs> let's, do, let's do a glass. That's awesome. It opposites today. No, I mean like, is there such a thing as like light cream? Like yeah. you buy, I can buy no, light cream at the store. Okay. Okay. I don't think you No, so I, I do light whip yeah. because they're for me, I do taste it does taste a little more sugary. It's yeah. just a little too heavy, a little mm-hmm. over the line. So mm-hmm. I have to get a little less of the whip. Yes. But okay. it's not to be healthy. Okay. But white mocha is like that was the first drink I think that I We talked about mocha on our last, mocha week's on episode. The last episode. Yeah. It was the first drink where you kind of feel like, okay, I'm not drinking hot chocolate, but like I'm easing into coffee world. Yeah. And yes. so it started with mocha, but then white mocha, ooh, I don't know why it's a step like, up. Ooh. It's a step up. You're being different. Also, have you ever tried the zebra hot chocolate during Christmas? I week? haven't. It's okay. good. It's so good. So it's I think I got it when we did our Christmas date over Christmas. Oh, I think you did. When we went yes. myself in a cracker with our husbands. Um, but it's basically a hot chocolate, half normal hot chocolate, half white mocha. Okay. And it's really good. Mm-hmm. I have not heard of that. I've done hot chocolate with a shot of raspberry. <gasps> oh. Ooh. Ooh. Next level. Next Christmas we're going to have you on. <laughs> that oh, sounds so incredible. good. It's really good. Cammy. I forgot about raspberry. Okay. I'm like going on the rabbit trail now. Um, today you got me the coffee that you recommended and you have to, you have to say what I'm drinking because okay. I don't even know what it so, is. So. I got you, it's the new, which I was wrong. I thought it was an almond milk honey, honey. latte. It's not. What is it? It's an almond milk honey flat white. 
Which is oh. why I liked it more because I like. It's a really which good. I honestly genuinely don't know what a flat white is. Me neither. Don't I know. Gonna I'm not going to pretend to know. Listeners, if you know what a flat white is, our baristas out there, DM us because I, I cannot tell you how it's different than a latte. One day we will have a Starbucks barista on, oh. and I'm so excited for that day. I mean, we'll maybe have five listeners. I just, my jaw just dropped. I got so idea. excited. We should just have a random person. Like we should ra- just go to Starbucks and go to Starbucks and be like, like do you not know anything about them? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and let's just like trust Holy Spirit be like, Lord, lead us to the person yes. that you want us to talk yes. to. Yes. Oh, I'm I so love excited. That. We're going to do what it. What if they get saved on the podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Apparently now we're at church, but <laughs> I'm so excited No, but really, this. what if we either, I think honestly one of two things will happen. Either it's gonna fall they will flat. be a like warrior in the faith. <laughs> we will get there and we'll be like, this How person, where did you come yeah. from? Are you an angel or a human? Came from Jesus. Or they will be like, not sure, rolling their eyes at us the whole time, not sure about the Lord, and then at the end, we'll be like, we need Jesus. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay. You're right. <laughs> and we'll leave them in the prayer of salvation. Come on. Speak it to life. That's exactly Ooh, how it's yeah. going to go. Okay. okay. So you, so I'm drinking the flat white with almond milk and honey. Honey. Honey, almond milk, flat, the new one. Okay, but a little less of the sweetener. Yes, I said less I don't like it super sweet either. Which actually, she, I almost messed up your order on accident, because she said, she's like, okay, so you want... Instead of two pumps, you want four? Because I think she thought I said more sweet. And I said, oh. no. Instead of two pumps, I want one. Yes, thank you. So you're welcome. Good idea. Um, I had four. Yeah, That would have not been good. Ew, that's like so sugary. I know. I so I'm drinking a tall decaf flat white Ooh. with one pump of vanilla. Okay. Which Love has kind that. of been my go-to decaf in pregnancy. drink in pregnancy. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like a little sweet, and mm-hmm. then I just like the flat white, mm-hmm. so let us know what it is. So that's what we're drinking today. Okay, so Javanna... I honestly don't even know where to start, but the main, re- like, there's so many Me things neither. I could talk to you about, <laughs> honestly, and I was praying about, okay, what are we going to key in on for Janina, mm-hmm. because I feel like you've walked so many aspects of faith in my mm-hmm. mind so well, and ways that I look up to you, and things that I know that you can share, and one thing I love about you is it's not just how, you, how you've done it in your secret place, but you're really good at communicating it mm-hmm. to other people of how to, like, practically follow that out. I feel mm-hmm. like you're so good at, like... Mm-hmm living the spiritual life but Mm -hmm. yeah but giving practicals of like this is what this actually looks like like Mm -hmm. when I'm going through this this is what it looks like but the key thing that I walked through Javanna with as a friend is I watched her go through this season of waiting and um Javanna and I met is it two years ago now Mm-hmm. Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. So as an outsider, I have yeah. a question. Yeah. Did you? I know you guys met at church. Yeah. Yeah. Was there? Do you remember like the specific moment? Yeah. You do? Yes. Oh dang it! I don't. You walk. You walked up to me to ask for prayer. <gasps> You're right. Wait, I love that. And Stephen was right next to you, and You're right. you had just moved. Moved. You had oh, just moved to and Dallas, you, you and I gave you. Word. Yeah, but I don't remember what it was. I, I remember it was, praying over you. It but. was just about. I just moved from LA to Dallas, and I was just in such a dry season. It was probably my second yeah. time ever at Uber, and mm-hmm. you're so right. I, I, think I love when this mind, happens when you remember things like that. Well, I think in my mind, that person wasn't you. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like, was just a person that, like, spoke over me? And in that moment, she was a stranger. And I didn't you know Yeah, you were a stranger. Yeah. Same, yeah. But yeah, you prayed over me, and then Stephen, like, kind of just, like, jumped in on the prayer, and then you just gave me a word just about, and I remember exactly what it was. It was that things that I've sown in tears, I was going to reap and fruit. Oh my gosh. And. Well, you are was, prophetic then. Yes. <laughs> and that was so, you know, LA, I've shared this on the podcast, was such like an isolating, mm-hmm. hard season for me. And then by the time that I got to Upper Room, I'd already been in Dallas for six months and knew the Lord had called us there, but was like, why am I here? Like, this makes mm-hmm. no sense. And yeah, he really got to speak into that. And then mm-hmm. I don't really know how we became friends from that. That part is a little blurry. Yeah. 
I probably was like, this girl's a warrior. I need to know her and be her friend. And then just somehow it's like, whoop, whoop, let me be friends with her. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, so we've been friends for two years. And really what kind of solidified our friendship and took us deeper was, and I've shared this on the podcast, is one part of my routine in life that has completely changed my life and is my favorite part of my week is being a part of the prayer sets at Upper Mm -hmm. Room. And so the first prayer set that I got put on, which if you don't know what a prayer set is, our church has prayer and worship morning, noon, and night yes. every day. And so from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., Monday through Friday, and then my set is now Saturday mornings, we have prayer and worship live happening where really our focus isn't about the horizontal. It's not about you know bringing people to church. It's about us focusing on ministering to the Lord. Yeah. And we spend two hours in that designated time with your team. And then we just sing a new song to the Lord and pray a new prayer to Him. And every week is completely different. And I love it because as a creative, it's the weirdest, coolest, like, adrenaline rush <laughs> because you don't have a plan, you know? Like, yeah, you're not coming that. in being like, we're going to sing these 10 songs. Because two hours is a long time. You have to plan yeah. a ton. Well, and I feel like for someone who is, who's just, like, you can be a really talented musician. And I feel like mm-hmm. someone who's just a musician would see okay you're gonna you have a two hour set and they could freak out I mean that's yeah. like going to see the Jonas Brothers in concert you that's know what so I mean true. like that's a yeah. whole set and they that. would take like weeks and weeks to prepare for that and like when you're in the spirit you can just show up and like trust that he's yes. gonna do it because I remember even watching you Cami before I really knew the Holy Spirit thinking like how are you gonna feel like how can you go up there and not know what you're gonna say like as someone who doesn't can't you know doesn't know how to like get in tune with the spirit yet like that would just be that seems overwhelming to totally. some people well and it, I mean. It's cool because it it makes you like biggest focus is you have to like surrender to your own plan right and, you and have it's to dying be in to in the room yeah because it could go it could go badly like yeah. and I, thank <laughs> God I've never been on a set that's like tanked but like it really could go really wrong but we just kind of I feel think like that, this is the key we're gonna play in and then we all just because we're all focused on the one thing we're focusing on Jesus we're all centering around that thing right he's the one that's authoring what's happening. And so he's the one that's telling us where to go. That's what I was going to say. I feel like the key would be having to like move yourself out of the way. Totally. Like, yeah, you know, like, bye. Bye Yeah. 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 God was super kind and gracious to put me on my first set with Javanna and then our friend Allie, Mm -hmm. which was great because I was totally new to this. And like the idea of it was so exciting, but I also was like, practically, how is this going to work? And so I was the worship leader, meaning I was the one singing our friend Allie was also singing and playing keys, and then Javanna was our prayer leader. Mm-hmm. And in that season, we all three of us were walking through really tough stuff. Yeah. Um, and completely separate for each of us. And the theme that each of us were were kind of centering around was like <laughs> waiting on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, Javanna, I would love for you to just kind of share your story, however you feel comfortable, yeah. starting with however far you want to go back or starting yeah. with whenever we were on the prayer set, whatever you think. Um, and then I would also at some point love for you to share what it looked like for you to be a prayer leader in that season because I mm. think something that I was so enamored with you by in that yeah. season was that when you're prayer leading, you're leading other you're leading other yeah. people and you don't get to just close into yourself when you're walking through something hard. And I've experienced that as a worship leader. There's been times where I don't want to be on stage. I don't want to lead people. And yeah. so how do I get not only past myself for myself, but past myself for others. For others. For others. So, yeah. Javanna, do your thing, women's pastor of Upper Room. <laughs> which I might even oh say my that. Goodness. That she's the women's pastor of Upper yes. Room? Yes. Uh, she maybe. is. She is know. the women's pastor yes. of Upper Room now. So, from not when we first met, but the Lord had major promotion oh plans goodness. in all areas of her life. Jesus. And here she is. Well, I just want to say first, I'm just really honored to be here. Thank y'all for having Aww. me. We're honored. So sweet. Um, 
Yeah, so I guess I'll start with, like, I've had some pretty big waiting seasons in my life. Cammie's walked through one of them with me. I had a, an eight-year wait on my husband, so that's just a whole backstory. Mm-hmm. There's a whole backstory to that, but we won't get in that, to, in that today. But we married in 2014. Um, I was, I taught in the school district for eight years, so second grade for four years, fourth grade for the other. I helped build a preschool for three years, and then now I'm the women's pastor. That's kind of been my, like, roles. Um, and had no, like, I had no aspirations, or I didn't have, like, any unction in being a women's pastor, but the Lord just turned pain into purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of been an, a, an overall theme in the last few years. But we married in 2014, and because we were a little bit older when we got married in our, our early 30s, we um, wanted to have children pretty soon. So we wanted to wait just a year. So 2015, September 2015 is when we started trying to have a child. And I thought, oh, the holidays will come and, you know, we'll get a child. And holidays came and no no child. My sister turned up pregnant, which I was super excited for her. Um, wasn't in that place of, like, heartache yet. Just still, like, yay, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then June 2016 was our first positive pregnancy test. And that turned out to not be so... Um, this kind of started happening. It started then, and it happened frequently. They're called biochemical pregnancies. Okay. Um, so they're they're typically before the six week mark, which is a miscarriage is at six week mark. Mm-hmm. Biochemicals are at five weeks, so super super early. Um, but that that happened in June, and then I got my next prop. You know, and I'm still. I mean, at that point, I was like, okay, like, yay! And this is some. If you're dealing with um, infertility, or if you're dealing with you know, desiring to have a child, if you're listening in, like you get, you get me on some level, um, of, okay, I'm there. I'm excited. I, you know, your body, what I want you to know, I guess is, is that there's something positive about it. Your body's working. If you got your first positive pregnancy test, congratulations, Mm -hmm. your body works on Mm -hmm. some level. That's probably where I was, you know? And so, um, then fast forward to December, I got another one and this one stayed a little bit longer. And, and that's probably when it was December of 2016. Um, my, that's the first time I can remember having heartache over it. Um, and so was that a miscarriage at that point? That was, yeah. yeah. And we were um, headed to, I don't know if y'all know what one thing is, but it's out in Kansas City. And it was just a big conference for people who want to come and worship and love on the Lord. And my husband had never been, and I'd been a few few times. And so we were going, and it's just, it's massive amount of people. So you worship in the new year. Have y'all been? I've never been. Y'all never been. I've heard of it, because again, I think until I came to Upper Room, there was like this whole other like charismatic world that like I didn't know anything about and I'm still kind of playing catch up since I yeah. know Holy Spirit until like later in life but, like that. the one thing or like John Thurlow these like names I'm like who are these people <laughs> yeah no I'm like I'm with I'm in Cammie's boat I haven't okay. heard of so. so it's just a group of it it actually ended last year they're taking a break for a while but they've we done this it. for years and years and years <laughs> um and it it was just a time to come and worship and hear speakers and all that. So I'm going super heartachy. I'm asking the Lord on the plane ride there how I, I just want to know that you're with me. Hmm. That's simply, sometimes you just have to get that out. Like, Lord, I just want to, I'm, I'm really hurting right now. I don't really want to go. But I had gifted it to my husband for his birthday. And so it was oh, one of, I just had to pick you're, you're what like, I well, call. I have to go. <laughs> I know. I had to put my big girl panties on yeah. and just go. And so we're on the plane and I'm just like, Lord, I just want to know that you see me. 
and I'm thinking it's going to come out in a message or mm-hmm. worship or bam, you know, like yeah. here it is for all you charismatics out there. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and so we get there and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I can talk to a tree. I'm just, I can talk to anyone and, um, I just have, you know, just, I'm super extroverted, whatever. But when you get there and you're in heartache and you see all these people, you just want to go into the fetal position mm. in the corner and just, you know, be by yourself. Totally. So we get there and we're finding a spot. Husband goes and gets coffee. And um, and I'm sitting there and this girl taps me on the shoulder. She's sitting next to me and she's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, baby Jesus. Like, <laughs> I, I talk to you now. Like, I'm not. Normally, I, I would love to talk to you, but I'm not interested. I'm not there right now. And uh, she's like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm okay, you know. And she says, I just, I don't know why. I just feel impressed. I want to share my story with you. And I was like. Okay, she goes, I'm Stephanie Daniels from Louisiana. And I was like, okay, cool. Stephanie, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> hey, Stephanie. <laughs> and um, she shares her story. Well, I don't know if y'all remember, but that fall of 2016, that flood happened in Louisiana. Yes. Where oh, yeah. people lost everything. Yes. She was there at the conference. She had lost everything. Wow. Her husband was even back home trying to figure out where they were going to live. Wow. By the time she got back. I'm just going to go worship. That's amazing. Yes. So I don't know if that, if this, for me, what that does is my little heart antennas go up and go, oh my gosh, like there are worse circumstances out there. Not that that I'm, you know, disqualifying what I'm going through, but it it snapped me out of what I was dealing with. And uh, all of a sudden I'm, and probably just my pastor's heart too, but I'm just like, okay, how can I help her? You know? But the story that she told me, I about my mouth dropped. uh, She said, I came here and you would think I'd have no hope, but she said, I have hope. And I said, well, what, why do you have hope? And she's like, because we had been struggling with infertility for four years and we got my baby girl this last July. Mm. And so because we got my baby girl after all the heartache and everything, I can deal with any, anything. And I started weeping. Absolutely. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And it was amazing that she shared that story. But what the Lord showed me was that he sees me. Mm. I was like, Hagar, who by the water, yeah. the Lord, I don't know if y'all know that story or reminded that story, but the Lord saw her. And so mm-hmm. it's like, you are the God who sees me. And so that was all I needed to get in. It, I mean, the messages were great. The worship was awesome. But you're like, that's why I was there. That's why but I was there. You know there, what I love about know? that too? And I, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but and it, it ministers to me all the time, but how many people have been praying, God, like, do you see me? Just give me a sign that you see me. And then someone else is given the opportunity, like clearly God put that in Stephanie's heart. Okay. Like, show, like shown a spotlight on you. Mm-hmm. This is the person I need you to go talk to, share your story. But in her obedience, like that's how you knew you were seen. And it's yeah. like, how many times does God put something in our heart for someone else? And we're like, yeah, but what if they like, that's weird. I don't know. Like, I mean, even now, like even as a believer, there's times where I'm like, Lord, no, that's not what you're saying. I'm not in the mood for that. Yeah. You know? no. And it's like, it's good. how many people miss opportunities like that? Or how many people don't get to see God because of your lack of obedience? So yeah. I just think that's really cool that. I love hearing stories like that because it's mm-hmm. like something was also going on in her heart and her spirit. Yeah. In order no. to like see you. So I like obviously shared right away. This is yeah. what I'm dealing with. This is our first loss. Like, you know. And um, the next morning, John Thurlow, she mentioned him, but he's one of my f- favorite Jimena worship loves guys. John I know, which he's not on an IHOP anymore. He's he just not. left in the last six months. Oh, wow. What are we going to do? But with I don't know. Well, he has person? his own like side and stuff, so don't worry. He's still. He's still making he's, music. Well, he, why don't you explain to Amanda <laughs> and, listeners. and our listeners who don't know So he is like, um, it's like 
his voice is smooth like butter. You know, and like it's like, it's like a soaking is it like Harry kind. Jr. Voice? It's not like the raw, raw like okay. you know, but mm-hmm. it's just like the. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he's a huge, a great pianist. <laughs> he's Harry Connick Jr. That's what yeah, I'm picturing. I that's that. a good way okay. to put it. I feel, like, I feel like he worship. has. I feel like Harry Connick Jr. is like honey voice. You know? Yeah, it's like that. It's like it's like if you just like a day like today. It's cloudy outside. You just got your coffee. You just John. throw on some John. You know, oh, and it's like okay. oh, I like I can I can sit I, down inside. He makes oh, me rest inside. Oh, okay. The Lord through him. Love and, that. Um, Anyway, one of the lines he said the next morning on worship, what, in, through the worship, was, um, I can do so many things with an open heart, and I can heal so many things with an open heart, if as long as it's open, something like that. So keep it open. And Adam and I, we like to have like mantras or themes or goals or you know, verses throughout the year. And so our that year, it was open. So no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, we're going to keep our hearts open and we're going to fight to do that. And so um, that just kind of, that theme started from that point on. So let me get back into my story. So 2017 uh, is now here and we faced more losses. So it was just loss after loss. Um very hard, very just heart wrenching, you know. And and I think in this place, and if you're out there and listening, and you are dealing with just desiring a child, it could look. I hate the word infertility because yeah. it's so like mm-hmm. decisively hopeless. Yeah, that's like the best way I can put it. Yeah, and so I just like to say you're desiring a child, or you're longing, or you know whatever yeah, place no, you're I love in. That. Which a side note for that, we always do side notes. Sorry, mm-hmm. my yes. side note for that is that. I actually have that revelation when I was reading a story where um, talking about Sarah being barren. Mm. And I think there's such a difference between, like, nowhere in the Bible does it say infertility. It doesn't say that. Yeah. Like, it says barren. Right. And I think barren just means yeah. there's a place that needs to be filled. Yeah. Like, it, barren just tells me it's mm. empty right now. Right. But it, there's a space that's ready to be filled with something. No, that's so good. And infertile, to me, dignifies, like, lack of life. And yeah. I just rebuke that over yeah. any woman that feels like, who's listening, that they've been said you're infertile, Mm -hmm. that's a lie because you have life inside of you. Like, you are not infertile. You actually are a life carrier as a woman that felt God designed you. Yeah. And so, yes, right now you might be barren. You might not have life inside of your body, but just like, I mean, you're barren when you're not pregnant. So right now, both of you are barren. Your womb is barren right now. It's empty, but it will be filled again. Like, you will both, you know, and right now my barren, my barren, my (laughs) womb is not barren because it is filled with a baby. You know, but I just think, yeah, infertile... It's so important the things that we like claim Label to on or say. Yeah. yeah. Because I've even heard women who have had a baby, they've walked through infertility, they've been mm. told they were infertile, then they have a baby, and then they still afterwards are like, well, I'm infertile. And they keep, and I'm like, what in the world? You just yeah. had a baby. Like, but it's like they're still claiming that because that's what they were told. But it would be, I mean, to me, I don't, I could be wrong, but it would be the equivalent of having cancer getting free of cancer and then still saying I have cancer after you're cancer yeah. free. And it's yeah. like, why would, why nobody would, you would, yeah, nobody would do that. Nor that want to, no, you know? So, yeah. no, that's good. Yeah. I just like, that's so Yeah, important. Words are really, really important, really important. which mm-hmm. is a huge thing. The Lord taught me through this. So then, um, that summer was probably, you know, it's still, we still weren't out of the woods. 2017, we, we started, um, or I had another miscarriage and this one was the longest one until recently that mm-hmm. I, um, had the longest I'd carried. And, um, it was just dark, you know, and I, and I had community, I had people I could talk to and, and I, I, that's one, a big key that I always tell people it is about calling that friend and having that friend 
speak truth over you because mm-hmm. you are, it, it can be so isolating and that's what the enemy wants you to do is just mm-hmm. to is- isolate yourself. And so uh, that was a, probably one of the darkest times that, that our pastor at Upper Room, he had said something in one of his messages. He's given this message probably about three times since I've been at Upper Room, but um, he, he said, you know, when there's a day of trouble that comes, um, he's uh, referring to David in the Psalms, but when there's a day of trouble is a day. So give yourself a day and then pull yourself out. Mm. And I gave myself five days. But, um, <laughs> I wish but, I feel like it's warranted in that situation. Yes, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think the important part is is to not stay there. Yeah. So I set a goal. It was on a Monday morning that I lost that baby. And I set a goal by the next Monday that I would pull out. Well, the Lord is so kind and so sweet because Adam and I had just... My, that's my husband's name. <laughs> haven't mentioned hey, it yet. Adam. Hey, Adam. <laughs> Adam and I had just um, come across like the thought of should we see a specialist where what should we do you know to figure out if what's going on or because my regular OB just hadn't really figured anything out okay at this point and so um but we were like well let's just wait and see um if we can get the money you know we might go through with IVF or whatnot you know and so that Friday morning um Adam calls me and he makes me breakfast and he says hey um I have a some money from an old company that's coming through next week and it was the exact money to the to a dollar to the dollar amount that we wow. needed for IVF wow. if we were going to go through with that. So uh, we decided that you know we had we would go see a specialist and and see what they, you know, come up with. Well, it's a process. So anyways, we go to the specialist. Turns out the problem that I have uh, is or had huh, had mm-hmm. was um, a higher level of killer cells. So it's almost like an autoimmune, but it's in the um, it's the white blood cells. There's a higher count, and they see my babies as foreign invaders, and they they kill them off essentially. Wow. And so um, we did a few IUIs, if you know what those are, and um, if not, look them up, Google them. And then um, IVF, we went. We decided to go through with that. We were yeah. like, okay, well, the Lord, we feel like the Lord's behind this. We got the money. Let's go through with it. So that November, um, we did our first uh, egg retrieval. Uh-huh. Got 10 embryos from that, which was exciting because that's huge. That, that you know, huge. some people have trouble with eggs or sperm or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so we were just bl- mm-hmm. thanking God for that. And then um, that January is when we did our first transfer. Okay. And, and so transfer. So now we're turning into 2018. And was our, our prayer set was 2018, right? The year of 20. I'm, I'm about I think to get it was get 2017. There. Oh, shoot. Okay. I was no, trying okay. to get, get on that time. I think it was because we were together for. That's Almost right. Almost here. So it was tw- started okay. in 20, probably fall of 2017 was when we started. Okay. And I think we stopped the beginning of, I mean, I guess just recently because we were. Yeah. 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 Okay. Almost two years. So 2017. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go back and address. I want to talk about the prayer set. Yeah. But so in, in January, we did a transfer. Transfer just means they got the embryos. They transferred in a boy and a girl. Um, and same thing happened. They This time they put me on a solution because the, the infertility doctor he, or the specialist, he um, was kind of tripping me up. It's almost, all, he, he used a solution they would use on a cancer patient. It's immunoglobin okay. um, solution. And what the idea was that it would, it's a timing issue is, is why, the timing is why they chose to do IVF. So the um, solution would drop the cells and at the right time the babies would be implanted so that they could implant to my uterus while the cells were low. Is that making sense? The so they wouldn't. So they wouldn't attack. Killer, the so they wouldn't attack because there's a time. If the if they can be implanted for a certain amount of time, then 
the the idea is that the the cells would go oh those are babies not mm-hmm. cancer yeah. or a disease mm-hmm. or you know because we all have uh, these cells in us it's and just minor them. and you want them because they do they they are good mm-hmm. yeah. they just a little bit higher for me um, and so anyway same thing would happen um, same thing happened that January I would get pregnant and then fail um, and that so that was really yeah. hard because you. I am the faith type girl. Like, I put all my eggs into the basket. Like, I'm not going to sit there and go, okay, well, what if this doesn't happen? Or, you know, the, the what ifs and the whys, they never have gotten me anywhere good. So totally. why go down that road? So I was just like, no, in faith, yes, in faith, you know. And so, um, anyway, it, it didn't turn out like I wanted. And so, um, fast forward, we decided to do another round in March. And, again, same thing happened. So by this time, that was the eighth loss. Um, and, you know, going back to the prayer sets real quick, that, you know, showing up to those prayer sets, they it wasn't always easy. <laughs> um, I remember driving in thinking on some occasions, thinking I have nothing to give, Lord. I have nothing to give. But I know you see my weakness. And in my weakness, you're my strength. You know, just mm-hmm. declaring scripture over myself. And even, even what you said, Amanda, earlier, when you're talking about, you know, it's not about you. So I'm coming to this place knowing you're going to minister or bring life to someone around me. But in turn, he always showed up and gave me life, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it was through Cammie's song or Allie's keys, you know, the sounds. So just to to be clear, you weren't just going to these prayer sets because you're a woman's pastor and you needed to be there. You were actually like on the serving end, right? Right. And she wasn't the, I don't think you were even the woman's And I was yet. not the one. No, I'm getting to that. Oh, yeah. so yeah, you so were So at the time, I was the Power Kids director, which is our little preschool Mother's Day out at our church. Right. So okay. I was helping build that with Which, side note, talk about, I was again, sacrificing. Yeah. You're building other people's families, and you're pouring mm-hmm. into little, I mean, Power Kids starts at one? Yeah. At two. Two. Yeah. 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 So she's with, you know, little kids all day pouring into that mm-hmm. while dreaming for your own and dealing with your own loss. And yeah. I can speak from working in Power Kids. When I, I had my miscarriage, I was actually working in Power Kids as well. And it's not only just families, but it's like tons of pregnant moms. I mean, there's just life and family everywhere. Yeah. And it was, I was actually really like thankful in the end that I was working there in that season because it forced me to just show up and be like, I'm going to sow into these other families while I'm like, you praying for my own. But it is like a battle because yeah. you're seeing that all around. And so yeah, Giovanna was just serving as a prayer leader. And again, like, the culture of our church is it's not even like serving the church in that way it's like you're just serving mm-hmm. the lord you're coming yeah, in absolutely. and you're just choosing to come and minister to him and our i loved our sets that because it was like there would be weeks where the first 30 minutes all of us were just you could just feel it we were our spirits were mm. hurting and yeah. we were just coming in like having a definition of sacrifice of praise and pressing in and the way that they kind of structure the sets at Upper Room is the first 30 minutes, it's the model is fuel, which we can go into another uh, podcast, but the first 30 minutes is talking about faith, and so it's all about praise. You're just mm-hmm. entering in his courts with praise, his gates with thanksgiving. So we try for the first 30 minutes to just only thank him and to focus mm-hmm. on thank you because it connects your hearts. But man, talk about a sacrifice when mm-hmm. I know what you're walking through, I know what Ali's walking through, I knew the valley that I was walking through, mm-hmm. and we're all coming in for 30 minutes, just thanking him. And it was holy because it was hard. Yeah. And so I'd love for you to kind of share where your heart was at with that even. Yeah. I mean, he always, like I said earlier, he just always showed up. Like I, I remember 
just blinking, thinking, oh my gosh, and there you are again. And there you are. And you know, when you get on the other side in celebration, this has happened a few, the two major waiting times in my life. I almost mourn the place Uh. of where I was most desperate for him because he did. He always came in close, closer than my skin, close, closer than my breath. Like he just was always my very present help in time of trouble. Um, and that's what he did. He did just that in those moments. Um, even though I, you know, I didn't come to get filled by him. I came to give, you know, so and good. give to him. And then, but he always, he's just that good. That's his nature. He just wants to, we're his kids mm-hmm. and he just wants to give back, you know? And so, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers no, that does. your question. I really love what you just said there because I think I've heard the saying just in life where people say, I have nothing left to give. And like, mm-hmm. it's kind of this, like, I just have nothing left to give. I've said I'm that. Giving I'm giving yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have nothing to pour out anymore. Yeah. And I think like the truth of it is, is we always have something to pour out because it's just, it is a sacrifice at times just to say thank you. But when you start to engage on that thankfulness level, it's almost like that reminder that Stephanie gave you of you start to realize like there is so much to be thankful for. Yeah. Even in the suffering, even in the waiting, mm-hmm. even in the pain, you're reminded of the fact that he died for you. I mean, that alone, if, it, if he did nothing else. Yeah. And I feel like that was the place that I feel like he constantly brought us to in that set. Yeah was just, I feel like most of the set, all of us would end up on our faces or on our knees. Like, I picture, oh when I picture that set, yes. I picture us just people on the floor. On the floor. Yeah. Most oh, of the set. we cried so uh, much. We cried so much. And it was, yeah. But it was like, and I, I think especially for you, for me, I feel like so much of my valley in that season was just internal. It was mm-hmm. like that 20s of like, God, you're not, you're not doing what I thought you were going to do. And so I this wasn't, good. this wasn't miscarriage. When you guys were on the same um, set together, this wasn't your miscarriage no, too, right? No, this, okay. well, no. we were, we were on the same set when I had a miscarriage, but the beginning part was, was not, was not. Okay. It was yeah. just me coming out of LA and feeling like that I had just been dealing with fear and anxiety and mm-hmm. all my music dreams kind of shattering mm-hmm. the ground. And figuring and out what was next. Figuring out what was next. And yeah. just feeling really like, Lost, and I think the biggest thing I was just, actually was just talking to a friend who's in LA right now. The biggest thing I think that LA did for me in a, a negative way was there was just there's so much sin and there's mm. so much darkness, and I was so isolated because Stephen was working all the time and I didn't know anyone there that I felt like my innocence was kind of taken away in a way where I just looked around and I was like, the world is kind of scary, yeah, and like I did I felt uncovered by God. Mm. If that makes sense. I just totally. felt like you're not protecting me in the way I thought you were and yeah. and people are like more evil than I think I thought they were and it was just this like you know stepping out and so that and was that's your nature too is like you're always, you're like your nature like just in itself is happy-go-lucky yeah. so to be in a season where you're right most of the people are just kind of like negative or on their phones or just dark like in LA like I can imagine how even if in the moment you're like that's not me that doesn't weigh on me like I'm happy right. the ocean's beautiful like I have my coffee in my bible it's like <laughs> In like later on, like that was still that was still covering you yeah. somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so and just, so much yeah. of it was the Lord in His kindness just breaking down idols mm-hmm. and br- just really breaking me down to build me back up. It was com- just Him humbling me, honestly. Yeah. But we're all walking through it, and it's just us laying laying down. And I actually have a picture. I need to find it. I want to post on Basically Basic. But it was a Monday right after you had a miscarriage. Mm. And you showed up, and I don't even think you would come. I could cry right now. I don't think you would come because I'm like, I wouldn't be there. And you showed up, and I, it's you on the floor. And I just remember taking a picture because I was like, I want to remember this moment mm-hmm. for me, not for Javanna, because like I was so moved mm-hmm. by your faith because I just was watching you walk through loss after loss. And 
show up open every week and it just blew my mind because mm-hmm. it was such a testimony you know as this big sister you being I don't know how many years older maybe five years older than me not even but just knowing like what you would walk through and being like how is she doing this like how mm. and really I mean not knowing at that time that I was gonna have a miscarriage yeah. I was gonna say the fact that that stood out to you as well. being beautiful is so yeah Jesus. It, honestly you sowed so many seeds into me for my miscarriage that I responded completely differently mm. than I would have had I not seen you walk through mm. that honestly like and that's my prayer for my story but it's my prayer even for this podcast for you and like as you share your story with the world because I truly believe you'll be sharing this on huge stages and like big yeah. books and platforms like but it just convicted me because I saw another way. I think that's the biggest thing. I saw an option in you that I didn't have to respond the way that the world would. And mm-hmm. and I just watched you fight the fight of faith. It was a fight. And I knew it was a fight because you were vulnerable. I loved that you weren't, like, putting on a mask. You weren't yeah. like, we're great. Because like, I've, I've seen Christians do the Christianese mm-hmm. thing where they're like, yeah. hallelujah, praise God. God's good all the time. And you're like... I know you don't mean that from your heart. like, and, and they might mean it practically, but it's not genuine. And you would literally be like, this is so hard. This sucks. And I'm coming and I'm going to pour that out to the mm-hmm. Lord. And it like it shifted the atmosphere every time. Yeah. And I felt so honored to be on that set with you because I got a front row seat to watch what it looks like to, to be Mary pouring out your oil on mm-hmm. Jesus' feet when it felt like nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it felt like so weird to you at times to do yeah. that you know yeah yeah I I don't I just have been I don't know yeah I just have this thing in me that I just don't want to be fake yeah. you know and I want I I think it creates a safe place for other women to be themselves yes. you know and I I want to I'm and I have to fight for that mm-hmm. I had to fight over and over to keep it open you know the first time um I shared ever was um right after IVF so I just lost two weeks Later, there was a women's retreat. Were you at? Mm-hmm. Did you get to go? That to was that the one? first. That's right. That was the retreat I led worship at. Yeah. Yeah, was, that's was right. Was that the first time you shared? Like, yeah. You just so that's the, the first, first time I shared ever publicly. I remember right after that retreat, Cami told me about it. Okay. That's because it. that retreat was when I got <laughs> baptized in fire. I got wrecked <laughs> in the best way. That that retreat was a marker Ooh. for my life personally. Well, yeah. there were five of us women that were leading the women at the time, and. Um, uh, Beth and I, my co-director, we were leading Power Kids as well. We were also leading, helping lead the women. And so we put this on. I was thinking 50 women would show up and 200 showed up. I was shocked. I love that. But um, I had just lost again. And um, I remember sitting with the Holy Spirit and uh, just asking him specifically, you know, what what do I do? Do I, should I s- still share? Or, you know, where are we going? And I, I remember him saying, will you let me use you in your pain? And so at that point, I had a choice. I could either carry on and share what I was going to share, or I could shut down and not go, (laughs) really. But I chose to share. And so, and that was really hard getting through that. But I just, I leaned on like Queen Esther and declaration is a huge key in my entire waiting story. If you hear nothing else today, (laughs) hear the power of your words. In James 3, you can speak life or death over yourself. Amen. And declaration is a huge key in the waiting process, in whatever waiting story you're in, because I use it with um, waiting on a husband as well. Um, speaking words of life over yourself. But anyways, that was the first time I'd ever shared. And I say all that to say, fast forward, in March of 2018, we're going through another round of IVF. 
I just decided that it was probably, and I've had enough with power kids because of the stress and the strain of just being a director and my body needed to rest. And um, so I was leaving that week and I was, and let me just tell you how good God is in the details. I know we don't have time to go into every little rabbit trail story because it's like story after story, miracle after miracle of what he did. But the last week I'm leaving power kids, the next week I have IVF, right? That last week, a girl who I, an old coworker I used to work with, she shows up for a Power Kids tour with her daughter. She had adopted her daughter from this agency a few years ago. And she tells me about this agency. Well, I'm getting ready to go through IVF, but I put it in the back of my mind because Adam and I at some point wanted to adopt. So we're going through, we're about to do IVF. And I looked at Adam, I said, honey, if this doesn't work out, it's not a backup plan, but I need to know that we have another goal set mm-hmm. in mind. Like, what are we going to do next? Are we going to mm-hmm. go through with another IVF round? Mm-hmm. Are we going to stop and just let the Lord at some point? Are we going to go through adoption? What do we want to do? And we both decided unanimously, 100%, we were going to go through with adoption. And so um, that next round, again, did not work out. IVF didn't work out. And so the next month, we I called my friend Jana, who had showed up at Power Kids that week and said, hey, tell me all the details of your agency. So we used, we went with the agency out in Waco. The power of community in that summer was incredible. My good friend Jamie Lynn put together a store. Um, I mean, within like weeks, we had a store that where people came and sold stuff. My family put together t-shirts marked by Hope because Hope had been a, a huge word in our whole entire story. And, um, it was just, it all came together. Well, little did I know that May, Mother's Day, um, it was actually, we were still on the set together. Mm-hmm. So this the happened day, during the set. This, this happened during day. the set. So I walk into the set on a Monday, mundane, what I thought was a mundane yeah, Monday. Monday at 10 o'clock. At 10 a.m. in May, the day after Mother's Day. And I get, I look down at my phone and I get a call um, from our secretary at the time. Were we on and stage at the time? Cause I was about to jump okay. up on stage. It was like, a minute before our set and I get a call I'm like that is so strange she's just next door I'm like why is she calling she knows she I knows have a I'm set in here. Yeah. yeah so I answer the phone I'm like hey Veronica you know and uh she's like hey I need you to come over here quick well because at that time well <laughs> there's so many pieces to this story yeah. y'all I'm sorry but no. also the last week of power kids I got asked to be the women's pastor so that last week we got Jana who walked in with her adopted kid and we have my pastor's asking me, our senior pastor's asking me to be the women's pastor because of he, he had heard our, you know, just what I had shared in February at that retreat and just right. the way I was leading women. So I said yes to that as long as it's flexible because I knew at some point I'd want to be, I was going to be a mom. And even again, you're right? like, okay, well, I'm going to be a mom. So yeah. Yeah. Just I love that. that. So I say that to say because when I got the call, I thought it was a pastor's. Like I thought, oh my goodness, there's a woman over there in need. So I run over thinking it was an emergency and we got Veronica and Morgan who are, on the floor crying, laughing, and I'm like, what is going on? She hands me an envelope, and I was like, okay. So I open up the envelope, and in the ledger, it's a money a money order. In the ledger, it said $1,000, and I was like, that's amazing. Someone gave us $1,000 for our adoption. <laughs> they put it in the in the offering basket on Mother's Day. Hooray, you know? And Veronica's like, no, no, no. Keep going. It was a stack this, this much. <gasps> I pull out. I, I go, $1,000. Two thousand. And this was a, these were three. These oh, are, each of them yes. was a money order, anonymous. I have no idea to this day who gave me this money. Twenty four thousand dollars was put on behalf of 
Adam and Jamanda Charrington on Mother's Day in that basket. For their adoption. For our adoption. Are you kidding me? No. I'm not kidding. $24,000. $24,000. You talk about a God who can do anything. Wow. I have so much faith. Oh my. Okay, what did you do in that moment? Oh, I was I was on the floor shaking, oh. laughing, crying. We all three. And then by this time, the staff is like, what's going on over there? They're all joining it. We're all crying. I have pictures of just us, just our minds blown about what God can oh do. Oh my gosh. Not to mention families selling t-shirts, communities right. doing these, I mean, all this thing, all while, these things. While Allie and I are in the other room doing the set, <laughs> oh, and then yeah. about halfway through the set, Javanna runs into the sanctuary with like this team of people, and they're like, ah! and I'm like, what's happening? Oh, and she runs up on stage and shows me, and I, our, Allie and I just like, we're all bawling. Just fall to the ground. We're like, you know, yeah. middle of our offering, praying to the Lord. We've been praying weekly, contending for this. And we knew at this point, you know, obviously you guys were, had stopped the IVF process at that yeah. point. We're going yeah. towards adoption. And I don't even think I had processed <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, She's I'm so trying to process. No, I'm literally, pro- I'm just, I'm picturing all of it. And I'm like, I, all I can think about is like, what a joyous moment. Oh, it like, was pure. It just feels so joy. happy. It was yeah. so, and it was one of those so things where like, even the kindness of God, yeah. again, for, for, for Allie and I to be like, we've prayed every week with you. And the, and the fact that at that moment, I like, I mean, it would have been amazing regardless if it had been a Thursday at two and I had better yeah, to see yeah, it. Yeah. But it just felt like a testimony that again to me of like, what is happening? Like we've been sewing into these prayers and then we get to watch this like explosion of it. And I really feel like there's, I mean, there's so much to Jamana's story, but whenever we talk about your sweet daughter that you end up adopting, mm-hmm. like there's just so much about her and your family and mm-hmm. that God wanted her to be in your family. Mm-hmm. And I just Ugh. pictured in heaven, like the Lord, just knowing your story, knowing the timing had to be perfect mm-hmm. because knowing when she was going to be born, knowing that the birth mom, which I'm, I'm sharing now, part of your story that you might want to share, but that she wanted her to be the oldest in the family. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so much that it had to be this daughter at this specific mm-hmm. time. And so the second your heart said a yes, mm-hmm. because you were so open, even the right timing saying yes to adoption, in that moment, God was like, I'm ready to make it rain. Like, yeah. she was just like, great. Yeah. I know, and a part of me is like, like yeah, yeah, a part of me is like, I, I think Jesus might have sent, like, mailed these money orders to yes, upper room. <laughs> so true. He <laughs> may have. Yeah. Like, the return address is heaven. <laughs> Yeah. It's the throne room. That's like the all person, like, signed it awkwardly so that we would never oh. know. Yeah, the signature is really interesting. Which, actually, I do Jenna, have a picture. I wish I could have said that I brought him this podcast to be like, it was me. <laughs> yeah. But I can tell you what. I have something to tell you, yes. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, my gosh. Well, so that journey was, you know, just because you sign up for adoption doesn't mean it's going to be easy, you know. So we yeah. had, like, eight or nine, several options come through where your heart's like. And we were always chosen in the top two families. Um, wow. We were we were approved on August 21st, and then for six months we were ch- almost chosen and then not. So then I had to deal with, you know, my own heart in that and mm-hmm. still declare mm-hmm. and still say, no, I am going to be a mom. Psalm 1 was huge. I am a stream. I am a tree planted by a stream of water, and I will bear fruit in every yeah. season. You Wait, know? side note that yeah. you just said that. Do you remember last week on the podcast I was talking about sitting next to a stream? Yes. And being still because we were talking about how That's like so just like anxious thought. This is just weird that it whenever you're talking yeah. about song. I was sharing last week on the episode just dealing with like thoughts in your mind and yeah. how they can you can choose to hang on to them and you can ride that wave if it's like an anxious thought or whatever or or one that is 
lacking hope, like in yeah. your in your case. Yeah. And you can hang on to that wall, I'll never be a mom, I'll never be a mom. And you even if that thought, even just for a millisecond came through your head, mm-hmm. like you chose to be the tree by the stream and just let it pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of saying like, Oh no, but I'm not going you know, I'm never gonna be a mom and then you're writing that. And that just yeah. made me think like that's so biblical, like the thought that we shared yes. last week, because it can just like translate into so many and i love that that scripture says in every season because Mm -hmm. one thing about your story that was so convicting for me was you didn't let this part of your life define every other area Mm. and i think so often people walk through a waiting season it becomes all consuming whether you're waiting for a husband waiting for a promotion waiting for a baby whatever it is i'll be happy when yeah i'll be and it's and that becomes the everything but you're gonna bear fruit in every season and you were bearing fruit in becoming the women's pastor. You were bearing fruit in power kids and what you got to plant. You're bearing fruit in your marriage, bearing fruit in friendships. Like you're still bearing fruit yeah. in every season. It may not be like, I just have this picture, but it's like, you might've been bearing bananas and you wanted to bear <laughs> apples. And the Lord was like, you're going to bear an apple at some point, but right now we're bearing bananas and yeah. that's okay. You know? That's and good. I just think that that's really powerful because you weren't waiting, but you still were also again, honest with God. Like, yeah. Hey, every, every time it was the top two, and as I would even speak to people, if you're a person walking alongside someone and waiting, because mm-hmm. I feel like I learned a lot of how to be a good friend in that, mm-hmm. I never once was like, I'm going to not get my hopes up with Javanna because it could not be it because it wasn't it last time. Every right. I remember you no. calling me every time no. it was top two, I'm like, this is it. Yeah. And I'm declaring that with you. Yeah. And then when it wasn't, we had a day of trouble where right. we went with, to the Lord and said, and I, as your friend, would ju- I just don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. One of the hardest phone calls I ever made was calling you when I was pregnant mm-hmm. and you hadn't been pregnant yet. Mm-hmm. And not, and honestly, me and we've talked about this on the flip side, me having miscarriage and you being pregnant at the same time. We were going to share. A, did she know this part that we were going to share on basically basic that we were pregnant together at the same time? Oh, yeah. We had like taken photos to share it. Oh, wow. But sometimes it's, it's in that moment just as hard being the friend being like oh, yeah. I'm walking yeah. through what I think is a good season yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm really confused why my friend's not because it doesn't make any sense this right? is literally a circle of it, it like, is. Like, <laughs> you've done it for her I've done it for you it's like <laughs> it is but just knowing that like you have to go to God and with those questions but then still stand yeah friend. yeah so tell us about the day when you weren't waiting anymore oh my gosh yeah so we February 7th uh, we got the call at 6.33 p.m. Aww. that we were matched with a birth mom. She had chosen us. And the um, number 14 was huge. We saw 14 everywhere. And it was just funny because our agent, our caseworker or whatever, she said, pregnancy counselor, she said, we've already chosen a date for y'all to meet um, if this one works and it's the 14th. And I was like, oh. And I said, you realize that's Valentine's Day? And she's like, oh, that's even better. I'm like, oh, are y'all good for that? I'm like, we're down. Yeah, so now every Valentine's Day ever. will be the sweetest Valentine's oh, because that's when we met yes. our sweet little birth mom, um, which she's amazing. Um, so now we met. It was so beautiful and so amazing because we had already – we I felt like it was a girl. and had a dream it was going to be a girl at some point, and it with was a girl. With curly black hair. With curly black hair. It's the only dream I've ever had of my children. Wow. Is a little girl with curly black hair. and I But I thought it was going to be for my womb because I could only see her hair. Um, well, it's clearly not <laughs> because she's half black, half um, Native American. And so – Anyways, we get to the meeting, and we had already decided that her name was going to be Rayma, Rayma Hope, because hope, we always had hope mm. all throughout our journey. Yeah. And so, um, because the hope is 
is expecting something good to happen, right? And so that's what hope is. And so we were like, well, that's going to be her middle name. We knew that all the way through. But Rama was something we had gotten from the Lord. And we sat down with her, and she had the name picked out, Zari, uh, Azaria, which means gift of God. And um, we mentioned Rama, and she loved it because it means breath of God. Mm. And so it was so prophetic and so awesome because the waitress picks up on what's happening. This is at BJ's, okay? In East, <laughs> Te- in, in East Texas. And she goes, is that? She motions to me. And she's like, is that baby going to be yours? You know, while, while birth mom's not looking. And I was like, yes. And she goes, that baby is powerful. She goes, that baby is something about words. I forgot how she's she gonna said preach. it. She's going to preach. That's what it was. She's going to preach. Well, that was confirmation for Adam and I to name her Rama because it's the breath of God. And so we oh. knew in that moment, oh my gosh, this is a match made from heaven. Well, she was supposedly due on March 13th. So fast forward, February 19th comes, 7 a.m. So, so literally five, like five days, days later. Five days later, we get a call. Now, our phones had been off. We hadn't turned on our phone yet because we thought as we get closer to March 13th, we'll turn, you know, it, on, we'll turn yeah. it on. And um, they were on silent anyway. We had, had like five missed calls from our pregnancy counselor. So she was born at 4.14 a.m., on February 19th, and we, it's a two and a half hour drive, so we got the call about seven, jump, I mean, my sister came over, got Rayma's stuff ready, because I didn't have anything, my sister had had a little girl three months prior, we hadn't had our shower yet, it was coming, I, it was I the end of that week, yes, oh. and so, um, anyway, we end up throwing it together, we get out there, we met her around 11.45 a.m., and that moment, walking in and seeing her, I mean, birth mom was like, I'll never forget it, congratulations, parents, she's here, and she hands me the baby, and we're just in this little, best case scenario, scenario. yes, and we are just weeping, Um, I mean, it just, in that moment, it's like, oh, all of the losses, the loss after loss after loss, was all so worth it, because of this little miracle that oh. God wanted to give us. And so you have to know your season. I do want to say that. Know what season you're in because it was a shifting season for Adam and I. If we hadn't chosen adoption, we wouldn't have our baby mm-hmm. girl. And so um, we thought that God was done with our miracles <laughs> in 2019. We thought maybe 2020 we might have a pregnancy or something, you know. But little did we know, 11 days later, <laughs> I was... <laughs> Three days past my cycle, in case you're wondering, TMI. Completely naturally, side note. Yes, not, I didn't have any, no IVF or anything. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm like right on target usually with my period. So I was like, I'm just going to take a test. Had one left over from the last round or whatever. And I go take a test and it is like crystal clear. Like the pinkest. The pinkest I'd probably ever seen, honestly. And I run in the living room, throwing that thing in the air, (laughs) like, ah! And we are bawling, laughing, you know. And, you know, the the, the moment, sometimes you, you, you go back and go, okay, wait, but history says this, right? So mm-hmm. I had a choice again in that moment. Do I still go ahead and celebrate? Or do I go back and go, this could be a loss? I just, I had this knowing that was like no other. It was like, this baby's going to stay. Which I need to say, a side note, <laughs> I had multiple dreams that I told Javanna about that she had boy girl twins. Mm. Yep. And, and so there was one adoption 
potential that was a boy and a girl. And I That's was like, right. I had so much faith that that was it because yeah. I literally had you this had that dream. dream. And I'm like, yeah. it's boy-girl twins. Boy-girl yeah. twins. Yeah. Well, she has her boy-girl twins. <laughs> I do. They're Irish twins. They're Irish twins. So this baby stays, ends up being a boy. And we had him November 3rd of 2019 and so they are eight months and 16 days apart and it has been the most not even possible without it that's not even possible no that's not possible that's 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 not not possible biological kids yeah yeah i mean i don't think right no you have to (laughs) i don't know i've heard as early as six weeks yeah no there's no way there's, yeah. I don't know all the math on that, yeah. but yeah. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's just go ahead and say no. Yeah. So anyway, God's hand was just, just miracle on miracle on miracle through that, the entire story. And he's not done yet. That's no. the fun part, you know. And I just, I love the song. Speaking of that, there was a song that came out. Sometimes songs will get you through. You know, y'all have done oh, the quotes, songs. Sure. Yes these words of life will get you through. Mm-hmm. But Cammie's saying this song that is yet to be out there. That needs to be. It's going to be eventually. Yes. But it's, he, it's, he says it's going to be good in the end. And if it's not good yet, then he's not finished. Mm-hmm. And that has car- that carried me through a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> during that and season. That and we kept saying that. it over yeah. and over and over. And, we, and so that song came out of the prayer set that Cammie sang. And so I say that to you. If you're listening in, if you're desiring a child... You know, he's not done yet. He's not finished with your story. He's just getting started. It literally, one of the things that helped me too is that knowing that there's an appointed time for your child to be on this earth. Yeah. Period. Yeah. The end of the day, don't get caught up in whether you don't have enough eggs or you have endometriosis or you have cancer because I've seen women walk through all those things and still get pregnant and carry a baby full term. So, that's my prayer for you today. Yes. <laughs> I just want to be a walking, living, spreading hope bomb. You are. And because, to think of what God can do in a year. That's right. So, I mean, I look back at 2019 and you started the year not a mom. I did. I started the year a pregnant and miscarrying a baby. Mm-hmm. You're ending the year now a mom of two and I'm ending the same, that same year with a baby in my belly and That's we're both right. walking into 2020 as moms. And... I went to your house the other day and I was la- I laughing. Because I'm like, a year ago I was at your house and it was like no, just you know, it's a little cute puppy and now it's like baby stuff. There's two kids and I'm like, this is insane. Like, probably cool. loud. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's loud. It's yes. just life all over. Yeah. And so oh the goodness. thing I love about giving a story, you guys, is that like, it speaks for itself and it there's yeah. there's life and the Holy Spirit is on it. That even just listening to it, I know and believe right now in faith that God's breathing life onto your story and that yes. you're getting revelation. And a download from God of how this applies to you because it Thank applies you, to all of us because yeah. we will all walk through a season of waiting. Mm-hmm. There's so much about it in the Bible. Yeah. If you look at Jesus's life, the first 30 years, we don't even know what happened because yeah. he was just probably sowing seeds. S- yes. Sowing seeds we'll probably never know about. Yeah, we'll never know. Until we get to sitting with the Father. And it was yeah. those, that, that time, that appointed time, mm-hmm. you know, whenever he turns water into wine and it's just like, here we are. And yeah. so I just speak to our listeners and just say that you're a walking, breathing miracle of God, and he's writing a perfect story. That's right. And he's not finished with your story, like, no matter what it looks like. And honestly, every good story has that, that valley moment. I mean, that's That's what makes a beautiful story, Mm -hmm. is to to see how he turns it to good and how he Mm -hmm. redeems it. So, Jivian, I would love, as we close out, for you to pray for whoever's listening. And then I want, before we actually leave, for you to share how people can connect with you, because I know they'll want to. And she also has a cool little thing that she's doing now with hope. So, anyways, let's pray. And yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So God, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for uh, just what you're breathing into the earth right now at this appointed time. And I just believe, God, that at the sound of my voice that miracles are happening. Mm-hmm. Matches are being made with adoptions, that conceptions are happening, Jesus. Yes, I just pray for an alignment from heaven right now over bodies, God, over mindsets, Lord. I just yes. declare Psalm 1, Lord, that, that they are like trees, that we are like trees planted by streams of water. There's a, another verse, Galatians 6, 9, that comes to mind. It says, um, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. So do not give up. I just employ you right now to not give up in the mighty name of Jesus. He's with you in the heartache. He sees your heart. He sees the details of your life. And he's lining it up like a puzzle piece and putting it, the pieces together. You wait. You wait, my sister, my bride. You wait. He's coming. He's coming afresh and new on you now in the mighty name of Jesus. You need to get community around you. You need to get thankfulness in your heart. He's coming. I just declare in Jesus' name that he's with you in the valleys and in the highs and um, I just pray right now there's one thing that I see that um, he did in me and it's just a practical way and I I just feel him on it and it's just to imagine it as if it's happening so I would picture that baby I actually made some in-faith purchases I, I bought a diaper bag it was one of my first in faith purchases that I bought because I knew it was going to happen. So I just declare that your your imagination is sanctified right now and you can see that baby or you can see that thing that you so desire coming to pass in Jesus' name and it will. May it be so in his name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. You're so I'm welcome. so excited for our listeners to hear this. It's just going to be so good. You've totally blessed me today, and your story just, it's like, just proof that the God I serve is so real. So, mm. so good. Thank you. So, Javanna, if people want to get connected with you, how can they do that? Yeah, I have a couple different ways. So, I've, I started I started an Instagram, I think in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's worth the waiting. Is what it's called. So, at, we'll, we'll, we'll so, type it. Yeah, yeah, type it out. Yeah. At it's worth the waiting. Yeah, it's worth the waiting. And then I also have um, a blog that's worththewaiting.com. Okay, I love it. And then your personal Instagram is Javanna Charrington. Javanna Charrington. J E V A N N A Charrington. And then tell us briefly because we're gonna do a post about this. We're gonna do a giveaway. All the things, but you said earlier in your prayer that the first thing you purchased in faith was a diaper bag. Yes. And so... Yes. So through that, the Lord had just been... Uh, my, my husband's an entrepreneur and we like to... We, he's always wanted to partner with me on something. And so we've been thinking and dreaming and scheming what we could do. And I just really want to share my story just to spread hope and to know that if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. Because mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not anything special, you know. I'm just a person, right? And so it can happen to anyone. Um, and so we are sharing our story through a diaper bag. Um, and so because we bought one during those years, I wanted to give back in a way. Um, and the way we're giving back is we are giving 10% of all revenue to a family who wants to adopt. So we were given that 24000 And so we want to give back in that way. So I think we figured uh, when we sell our 100th bag is when we every 100 bags we will give to a family 
um, who wants to go through with an agency private adoption. That's so so exciting. So, anyway, and yes, yeah, for all so you moms excited. out there, I've seen the or moms to be. <laughs> I've seen the diaper bag. It's so cute. I can validate. I would carry it. Like it's we're so not, cute. Yes. I already plan on carrying it. She was like, "Do you like it?" I'm like, "Wink, wink." Yeah. I do like it, Savannah. I have some showers coming up. And if if really we're talking aesthetics, I'm I'm in. I approve. Very into it. So guys, <laughs> I hope you were as blessed as well blessed by today as I was as Amanda was and I just feel the presence of God in this room Mm. and I just know that it's going to transfer into the airwaves whether you're listening in the car in your shower while you're doing dishes while you're holding your sweet baby whatever that looks like for you he's with you in the waiting so we love you guys and I'm Cammie I'm Amanda we're basically basic and we know you are too be blessed and be basic